Hello, this is Roy Lilly. Well, in the opaque world of security, there's a phenomenon known as pushback. It works like this. A terrorist takes a bomb onto a plane. The response, we're all searched before we get on the plane, and the risk is pushed back into the terminal. A terrorist takes a bomb into the terminal. The response, we search everyone in the terminal. The risk is then pushed back into the car park, and so it goes on. The root cause, nationalism, geopolitical pressures and whatnot, are too difficult. So we just keep pushing the problem back to a place of less risk and more inconvenience. It's not just security that suffers pushback. It's common in most management environments, and we saw it in the NHS last weekend. The great and the good met at Downing Street to matinate, cogitate and ruminate over our root cause issue, delay transfers of care and their impact on system flow. The solution, the government stumped up the cash to shift 13,000 frail elderly people to care homes. It's not a solution, it's pushback. Here's a little factoid told to me by the fabulous Brian Dolan, he of the PJ Paralysis campaign, and I linked to it in this morning's e-letter, with a Twitter campaign reach of almost 170 million. <laughs> he says a frail elderly person marooned on a trolley in A&E deconditions at the rate of about 1% every eight hours. Enough loss to making a cup of tea difficult. Deconditioning frail elderly patients on a ward starts in hospital within the first one or two days and accelerates at a frightening speed, manifesting in poor eating habits because of unfamiliar hospital food, diminished strength or balance leading to problems when walking because bed bound means people get out of practice. There are no stairs in hospital and for that matter few nursing homes resulting in difficulty climbing stairs, consequential reduced cardiorespiratory capacity and often memory loss and confusion. Discharging frail deconditioned people who've been stranded in hospital for weeks to a care home where they face the prospect of further deconditioning is simply pushback. Transition to care home creates its own problems and is frequently associated with a sudden or marked deterioration in physical function, cognition, or both. The British Geographic Society says, the British Geriatric Society says, average life expectancy in, the, in UK care homes is 24 months for care homes without nursing care. And... Quote, the transition to a care home is frequently associated with sudden or marked deterioration in physical function, cognition or both. More than three quarters of residents have dementia. More than half have mobility problems and up to a third have incontinence. Moving patients who are medically ready to be discharged but not fit enough to resume their lives with their previous levels of acuity is really about shifting 13,000 people to make room for the next 13,000 people. What happens when the care homes are full? The intention, well look, is to buy time to allow councils to assess patients, develop a suitable care package, find a company willing to undertake the responsibility, make a contract and then when they've done all that and the money's run out, up in the patient once again and ship them home.
Is there any reason to believe a council will have any more capacity to help a care home patient to get home than they have to get a hospital patient home? No. Indeed, it's likely the temptation will be to leave them in the care home. Management pushback. Convenient, expedient and sloppy. The right answer is to use the money to establish a national minimum wage for domiciliary care assistance and get the system properly staffed. Last week, Sainsbury did it. They announced they're setting an £11 minimum wage for their people. Why not us? Pay care workers on the agenda for change pay scale. It creates skills, learning and a career path. Some trusts are already doing it. Northumbria, for example, effectively entering the fragile local domiciliary care market, creating some consolidation. People do better at home. There's less risk of infection. Food and surroundings are familiar. Sleep is less disturbed and mobility, freedom and independence all contribute to well-being. Pushback management is gainful management. The gains are for the management at the expense of a solution. Pushback management is the work of fixers, not the work of strategists. It solves the here and now, but now, and right here, the solution of pushing the problem back creates another problem. How do we make the inevitable transition from care home to back home? It's not the patients that need moving, it's our thinking. Thanks for listening. And uh, I hope we talk again soon. Bye-bye now.